Welcome to the radio broadcast of Shi'ar Jeshub. I'm Patty Scalzo, and today my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, will be concluding the sermon from 1 Samuel chapter 7. We have seen the defeat of Israel at Ebenezer because of their sin. We have read about Israel's repentance 20 years later at Mizpah and their subsequent miraculous victory over the Philistines. And we have witnessed Samuel setting up the memorial stone called Ebenezer, meaning stone of help, because he says, Thus far the Lord has helped us. So now let's rejoin Pastor Greg. Psalm 23 says, Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Did not the rod of God at Ebenezer, from an eternal point of view, help his people? Didn't the fall of Shiloh finally, eventually wake them up and they lamented after the Lord, repenting, so that in every way he could then directly be a stone of help and start the period that would bring in the golden age of Israel. In Psalm 118, speaks about a stone. We studied the last time about the stone that was in Beth Shemesh, the stone of Abel. 118, verse 21, it says, I will praise you, for you have answered me. God has answered Samuel and the people here at Mitzpah. And have become my salvation. God is the Savior. God is the help. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Not recognized by the builders, the stone becomes the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. A stone of joy, a stone of help, a stone of salvation, one not recognized by the builders themselves becomes the chief cornerstone. In Isaiah chapter 8, verse 13, the Lord of hosts him you shall hallow. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. Notice the difference in tone here. The first we read in the psalm was of joy, of help, of happiness. Now there's fear of God here. Let him be your fear. Let him be your dread. He will be as a sanctuary, a holy abode. This one will be a sanctuary, a temple, a holy abode. But a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, a rock that they stumble over, to both the houses of Israel as a trap and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And many among them shall stumble, they shall fall and be broken, be snared and taken. It's not going to be the way they want. It's not going to be the way they're looking for. This stone that God will give Israel will cause many to stumble over him, will cause many to be broken. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 8, Peter says that this verse Isaiah gives us applies to those who are disobedient, those disobedient to God's word. 
the stone becomes a stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. It's not the way the people want it. When they bring out the ark at Ebenezer, they figure we'll have victory. And they don't receive it. It's not the way they see it. God's ways are not men's ways. Many of them trip over the stone of help. In Daniel chapter 2 and verse 34, in the vision, the dream that Daniel interprets for Nebuchadnezzar, you watched while a stone was cut out without hands. It's not a man cut stone. God is cutting out this stone. Which struck the image of all these kingdoms on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver and gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. They're totally crushed. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. The power of the stone to bring down kingdoms, all the kingdoms of the world, and establish the kingdom of heaven. Over in verse 44, and in the days of those kings, those ten kings, partly iron, partly clay, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other peoples. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. So the stone is symbolic of what God would do to bring in and power his kingdom. A stone of stumbling, a rock of offense. They're not going to understand it. They're going to trip over it. They don't understand the ways of God. Remember, several times back, we reviewed in Matthew chapter 21, what Jesus said to the chief priests and the Pharisees and elders after giving them the parable of the wicked vine dressers, the wicked tenants. Let's look there again in Matthew chapter 21 and verse 42. And Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. That's a quote from the psalm, right? We read it. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruits of it. Remember we studied that? Look at verse 44. And whoever falls on the stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Let's read it again. And whoever falls on the stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. Now when the chief priests and Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived he was speaking of them. At Ebenezer, 20 years earlier, they were disobedient to God's word. They tripped. They stumbled. They fell over the stone at Ebenezer. They fell over the very nature of God. And what is that nature? God is our help, the stone of help. Ebenezer. He's the stone of our help. And his nature is he will never, never, never help us to 
sin. He will never help us to sin because he is the stone of our help. And that is no help to help us to sin. So the first Ebenezer also was rightly named Ebenezer. Because in not giving them the victory and not giving into their sin and not giving them what they felt we should just have without any repentance, he was helping them. He was letting them trip over the stone of help and be broken. Be broken as in to be contrite, to become repentant. We just read that. They finally lamented to God. They finally at Mitzpah as a nation repent. They're not as powerful as they thought they were when they brought that ark out. We too, to appreciate the Lord Jesus Christ and the salvation of the gospel, many times have to trip, have to stumble, have to be broken. To see that we're not the strong people we think we are, as these elders and chief priests at the time of the Lord thought they were. We need to have our disobedience to God brought out into the light and to reveal who we are, that we're not as good as we think we are, even as those elders thought they were so good. And so Israel fell, and Jerusalem fell to the Romans in 70 AD. This stone of help, this gospel, breaks us. Jesus said, whoever falls on the stone will be broken. It breaks up the wrong in us, even as God was breaking up what was wrong with his people 20 years earlier than Mitzpah at the defeated Ebenezer. And at the time, though at the time we don't perceive it, we just see the sorrow of it. By God allowing us that defeat, he also is being a stone of help. He's helping us to return and repent to him that he can be our every help, our, our every victory. But on whom it falls. We trip over it a stumbling block, and we were broken. We're not the people we thought we were, and we come to God the right way. But on whom it falls, it will grind him to powder, like that stone in the vision of Daniel crushing that statue as the chaff on the grinding floor. Like powder, the enemies of God will be totally destroyed. And ultimately, in this stone of help, we, his people, have victory. Victory they had by that monument stone that Samuel sets up over the Philistines. Victory we have over Satan and his demons and all those who set their jaw against God and will not be moved, will not repent. They're crushed to powder. And once we come repentant to him, he's our salvation. He's our deliverer miraculous delivery. He's our victory. He's our joy. God is my salvation. This is the day of the Lord. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In every aspect of our lives, he is our stone of help. And the second Ebenezer, this monument, the stone, reminded the people of that, that God is your help in all things. We also need to know, to look at that stone and know that Jesus Christ is our Ebenezer. He is our stone of help. His voice thunders before our enemies 
and they will flee from us at his name. The stone which the builders themselves rejected has become the chief cornerstone, our Ebenezer, our stone of help. And it's marvelous in our eyes. Lord God, we thank you for the marvelous victory that we have in Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you bring us to the point that we break. We stumble over the gospel that tells us, no, you're not so good. You're not so wonderful. You're not so powerful. You're frail. You're mortal. You're sinful. And you'll die eternally lost if you don't come to God the right way and repent. Father, we thank you for that stone, Lord God, that's the stone of help. That rock, Lord God, that's the foundation and the cornerstone of our faith. The Lord Jesus Christ himself, upon which every other stone in the house of God must be placed. The chief cornerstone, Lord God, that humbles each Jew and Gentile, that brings the mountains down. But Father God, which is our help and brings the valleys up, and as we repent and turn to him, fills us and changes us and gives us a joy and a victory and a power over the enemy and our sins and ourselves and the people that come against your people, Lord, that could never be imagined, that is marvelous in our sight. We thank you, Father, for the stone of help. We thank you, Lord, for our Ebenezer. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Please join us for the next broadcast of Shear Jeshub.